0: Thanks for joining us at the Business Growth Cafe, where each week we select from a menu of topics for a focused discussion with an industry expert to provide insights that can impact your business's growth with your host, Angelo Ponzi.
1: I'm Angelo Ponzi, your host here at the Business Growth Cafe. And I wanna thank you for joining us for this very special podcast that we're gonna have here. We have a lineup of guests. I'm very excited, a broad brush of people to kind of share their thoughts about going into 2021. But more importantly, we want to see why they're grateful. We want to hear about something positive in their life. Now, 2020, I've heard it over and over and over again. I can't wait until it's over. Oh my God, please, 2021. And we're all waiting for that. We're on a countdown. We probably only have a few weeks left in this year. Everybody is hurting. We know that. Due to COVID, it could be a loss of income, it could be you've lost your job, isolation, disconnected from people, and frankly, you just wanna find somebody that you can give a hug to. We know this, you know this, we've all experienced this. But today we're gonna talk about not the hurt, but the healing. We wanna talk about the power of positivity. What lies behind us, what lies in front of us, is tiny in comparison about what lies within us. And we wanna bring that out today to make sure that you can be uplifted and feel and understand how you can be grateful, how you can look in this dark and find a little bit of light. And we wanna explore that light. We wanna make sure that we bring that to bear today. And so today is about what can we be grateful for? What light can we find that helps us think about the positivity and not just the negativity? And so today, I'm going to start off by telling you what I'm grateful for. And that's my co-host, Leilani Kore, who's joining me here today to help me guide you through this podcast and our multiple guests. Leilani, thank you for joining me.
2: Yeah, thank you for having me as a co-host. I'm, I'm really excited about this show because, uh, like you have said, this year has been absolutely nuts. Just last week, I felt like I finally took a deep breath and, 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 and caved to like not being strong. Like this year has been so, so tough looking back. Like we made it all this way, took a deep breath, you know, like for me personally took some recognition of you put on a smile and a good face this whole entire year. Uh, now it's time to have a big cry about it, right? <laughs> and then look forward, look forward to next year. But giving, you know, giving all of us should give ourselves some grace and everything that we've been through so far, and and then you know everything to look forward to in the future. So I'm excited to talk to everybody about that too, and all the cool things uh, that they've been doing and um, what they're grateful for for this year and the coming year.
1: It's hard to find sometimes when you're you're mired in the muck, so to speak, that to find that something that's positive and to really understand that we're all experienced. If I've heard this, you've heard this a thousand times, we're all in this together. That's Mm -hmm. great. But when you're in it, you don't think about all the other people, right? We think about ourselves. And, And really it's about being empathetic and understanding that it doesn't take much to share a little bit of hope and guidance and empathy to help someone rise above and, and kind of get out of this. And that's what I hope we achieve today. And there's there's always something in all of the craziness. And I and I know I, I look at you and you've been inspirational in the sense that you've taken a little bit of advantage, at least from my perspective, as you've been able to work anywhere and therefore you have gotten in some extra travel and seeing this great country of ours yes. and working remotely. And so why don't you talk a little bit about that? What inspired you to do that?
2: Yeah, you know, um, I've always wanted this business eventually to be remote, and I thought that would be five years from now, but we all know what happened in March, and we all went fully remote. my team is already a virtual team, and I was the only one that was running around. Um, I put on around 3,000 miles a month on my car in going from where I live to LA, Orange County, driving all around, networking, seeing clients. Um, All the while, uh, I have a son who graduated high school. And so with these two things put together, it gave me the opportunity to actually leave my hometown for more than a week at a time and really hit the road. For those of you that know me, I'm very adventurous, but this was a big step. Like, okay, I have a Mazda Miata and that is what I drove from California to Denver, to Chicago, and back. I also started a, a golfing. So if you imagine me, my Miata, my passenger seat is literally like a set of huge clubs. It's like a, a cart bag. It's not even a small bag, a duffel bag underneath, my, my laptop wedged on top of there, um, a, a carry-on in the back, and, and that's what I did. And I got to see, of course, this beautiful country. I also saw during this pandemic, how people were, were dealing with it. Um, the different ways, the small towns were, because it's very different, you know, we're in California and, you know, we've had some of the highest rates here and there's a lot of rules and restrictions, but if you go to rural Missouri, it's like, everything's fine. Like that, you know, nobody's wearing a mask and families are together and I saw fraternity come into a restaurant and a group of 20 guys, um, But it was really a blessing to see people in this country really putting a smile on their faces, people still finding ways to get together, regardless of if they were in a major city and they really need to be more careful if they were in the countryside. Um, Let me
1: let me interrupt for a second. We have a a guest who's actually was scheduled to come on a little bit later. He's already entered into the podcast with us. So let me let's jump to him. Yeah. And this is Charles Antis. Hey, Charles. Okay. Excellent. How are you doing? Doing great. Thank you. Um, yeah. So thank you for joining us today. Really what today is about is, is positivity and, and really taking kind of a healing approach. What can we talk about that gives our listeners something to, to think about, to uplift, and to, to get out of all the muck and all the hurt and something from a positive standpoint. So we have a variety of guests coming on today. So I want to give you just, just a minute to put who you are in perspective. We have a few questions that we'll, we'll ask you and, and then uh, we'll, we'll send you on your merry way.
3: Excellent. So, why don't you tell the hey. audience just, a, just a, a minute about yourself? I just recognize uh, Leilani here. Hey, I just I haven't seen you. seen you in a while. Good to see you yeah, again.
2: Great to see you. Uh,
3: we've met. We've met. I just, it's been a while. It's just so good to see that. You know, Angela's been a while too. It's so good right now. I love that part of Zoom. We get to see each other and sometimes in a more intimate way, although we crave that human touch, we remember our stories often. I just left a couple national meetings this morning where I was able to really, you know, intimately see people that I miss from across the country in a a somewhat intimate way. There's somewhat more intimacies going on. And so I'm grateful for that. But So I'm sorry, did you already ask me a question? I'm already going. (laughs) No, that's good. That's good. Well, just
1: just a little bit about who you are and and kind of what inspires you to to do the things that you do.
3: Yeah, you know, okay. I love that. I I am very lucky to know that in my profession, above all, I am a social steward. Um, And I know it, I feel it, I live it. My decisions are made... uh, for the long haul with that vein. And I'm grateful that I have that, that, that through that lens, I see the world. In other words, it's my responsibility, not only to take care of my people that work for me, like, like they're my family, but beyond that to go out into the community and do everything I can for everyone to survive and thrive. And I'm lucky that I have that through my life's less, through those things in my life. And you know, you and I talked about one of the reasons of that before, and you must relate because we've paused on it. And that's, you know, that my father and mom, but I, my metaphor for my parents is usually say my dad, but my dad did. He said, do the right thing, no matter what. And, and, and he promised, you know, that that would make it good for me. And I got confused with that. You know, it didn't look fun. And I might've done it, but it, I didn't do it with glee. And today I gleefully do the right thing and then some. And by and by the way, is that scary to say that as a CEO? Someone might put a gun to my head. Oh, by the way, you said that you were going to go above and beyond and I say yes. Somehow there's enough if you think there is. And I think that's something that I'm really grateful for that my dad put that seed in my head and by living my life story eventually proved it true. Okay? And 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 really one other
1: Question then for you is what positive message can you share out to our
3: audience, given everything uh, well, that's gone on? You know, I, I think that um, the positive message is um, I, I think that as I, I'm looking at your audience as a lot of people in business, so I, that's how I'm seeing it. And for that, my audience is like, hey come join us i'm just one of many it's a very friendly train we're on it's very connected it's very cozy and it insulates you in a very uncertain world with more bullcrap out there than we've ever seen more inauthenticity than we've ever seen this 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 island of toys or whatever that I'm not going to call us an island of misfit toys. Cause that discredits us. We are those that really care and we have a voice and right now we can change the world. And if you join this, wherever you are, you sleep better at night. And the, 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 the beautiful thing about it is when you, you know, I don't, I no longer really compare myself to other people like I used to without being able to help it. But I really, really do compare myself to myself. And, and one thing's without question about me is I'm a way better version of me than I've ever been, which means I'm happier, which means I sleep better, except for the aches of getting older, you know, I sleep better. I awake with a peace in my heart and I'm full of something that, that this is not bragging. This is something that I've been able to be, those saw something in me and let, helped me get here, but I get to be full of these things that those around me are. And I would say full of goodness and discernment. And that's the people that I hang around. And if someone hangs around me and they're not full of goodness and discernment, I don't purposely push them away, but they just, they just, life pushes them out of that. And I get to live in this really happy place. And it's so, so I think that the message is there's a lot going on that's scary. Yet my people at my company, and I know this because we've been, we've won awards for culture when I didn't think we deserve them. Today, we deserve them. My team is happier than they've ever been. They're more job secure than they've ever been, even with what's going on out there. And by the way, the landscape of how we're gonna sell roofing over the next year isn't clear. You know, there's some things that are unclear in our market and yet our people are happier and our our, our impact is more than it's ever been. And you know what drives me, Angelo, is, is that I can leave the world better than I found it. That's so important to me. Everything I touch, I wanna to lift it, make it better than I found it and right now, more than ever is that opportunity. And right now, more than ever, antiswipping has that influence. And, you know, and the one thing that I would like to say, and I know I talk, poc- you know that I'll talk all day, so I'll, I'll cut myself off. Yeah, I'm
1: going to cut you off. You got, you got one more minute.
3: <laughs> I'm grateful for this right now through United Way, Orange County, because of Sue Parks and her vision and because of, of Libby and Chris Tickner and because of B. Calandro who's building this with me, we're introducing a new class. I don't have it teed up, but it's the new imperative corporate social responsibility. It's no longer if you do this, it's like you better do it now or you won't be relevant. And we are so excited. We're launching this March 6th. You have to be a CEO or You know, number one or number two in a company, we are filling the first pod right now. And I'm super excited to do this because we through this, we can change more of Orange County. And the eyes are on Orange County through this and through United Way, we can change the world. And that's what excites me. And I get to do that a lot today, hanging out through these cool people in Orange County.
1: Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on and and sharing your thoughts and positivity with the audience. And I'm gonna say thank you and I'm going to say goodbye (laughs) as our next guest is coming in. Thank you, Charles. Thanks. That was fun. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Bye
3: bye. Hey, happy Christmas. You guys see you. Bye bye. You too. Bye.
2: That was awesome. (laughs) Hey.
4: Hey. Hi, Chase. Nice to, nice to meet you, Angelo. Nice Nice to meet you.
2: Nice to see you. Thank you for joining us. Of course. Yeah, totally. So, I boast how cool you are. Can you tell us a little bit about about you? A little bit about me.
4: Uh, I'm an adventurer. Uh, I I both go on wild adventures and I also take people on them. Always small group stuff, uh, unique, uh, custom, once in a lifetime kind of stuff. I spent about a decade now uh, traveling and taking people on experiences. And it's my favorite thing to do in the world. Uh, by far, it, it it is my my drug. Seeing the look on people's faces when they when they see the Taj Mahal for the first time, or Machu Picchu, or just have an experience that they thought they would never ever be able to see.
2: Very cool. And then, do you want to share a little bit about the upcoming thing that you're doing?
4: Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I'm doing a thing. You're um, doing a yeah. thing. Yeah, I'm. I'm uh, I'm attempting, in just, in just a few weeks, I'm actually attempting uh, to break the Guinness World uh, land speed record for volcano boarding here in Mexico, so that's where I am right now. Uh, I'll be going over 100 kilometers an hour to break the record. I'm, I've never even stepped foot on a volcano board, so this is all very, like, it's ridiculous. Even the, the concept of volcano boarding is ridiculous in itself, so I just figured I might as well do it the most just insane way. Me and my videographer are gonna grab some horses and uh, head up the volcano and see what we can do.
2: So what is volcano board? It seems like it'd be an obvious thing you're going to board down, a, but what's what's crazy imagine, about
4: it? I mean, imagine snowboarding, but on rocks, on volcanic, super sharp rocks. Uh, so it's definitely when you fall, you fall hard um mm-hmm. it's also really challenging to get up to speed so one of the biggest challenges you would think would be the fact that, that it's so rocky and there's giant rocks everywhere but it's actually the fact that volcanic rock grabs your boards you can't use normal formica you can but you're going to be very slow so um in order to get up to that speed uh we're customizing get, going to an auto body shop uh and actually customizing a sandboard with stainless steel to uh to, to make it go really 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 fast.
2: That is very, very fast. And then you hold some other records. Do you want to share with us yeah. those?
4: Yeah, um, I, I hold some personal ones and then also some, some group ones. But uh, like the last year, I did the highest altitude achieved by stock motorcycle. So I rode that up the world's highest volcano down in Chile. Um, I, I have a lot of fun group ones, uh, like the world's largest breakfast in bed and uh, all sorts of like just silly, fun stuff that I did with, um, with a group in, in Portland, Oregon.
2: Mm. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. So this has been a tough year for a lot of people, Um, but we're talking about positivity. So what are you grateful for, for 2020?
4: You're right. This has been a really, really challenging year. Um, But as we know, like outside of that comfort zone, uh, that's where growth is. I've definitely grown a lot. Um, I would say probably the thing I'm most grateful for would be my, I actually got a brand new business partner. Um, it has changed my business completely. It's changed my life. Um, he's a friend now. Um, we didn't even know each other, and we just decided to meet up in Turkey for a for a road trip for six weeks. And uh, and now we decided to go into business together. He's coming on board. So like that, that has shifted my reality a ton. After a decade of doing this by myself, um, to have someone up here that I can uh, that I can look to. And know that they got my back and know that we're both in this for the long run. It's, it's special. And I've never, ever um, allowed myself to even consider uh, allowing someone else to, to come on board with the business.
2: It's been cool. Great. Yeah. And then what are you looking forward to next year? Besides um, volcano boarding down a volcano in Mexico, uh <laughs> exactly. and intact, right? I, I, I <laughs> have
1: to ask, are you inside the volcano or outside the volcano?
2: <laughs> uh, well,
4: we're going to go outside the volcano. However, we may end up going into the crater uh, if because that's way steeper, but it's also way more dangerous. So yeah. that, that's like a worst case scenario. But to answer the question, Leilani, um, the thing that I'm most looking forward to in 2020 is actually uh, – Crossing fingers, uh, being able to to start building my my home in Oregon. Uh, I you know I've been traveling, I've been nomadic for so many years. I haven't actually had a place to call home, and it's been a dream of mine to to buy a, a little plot of land and uh, and start building uh, my little dream home. So that that's my goal for for 2021. It's it's definitely a stretch the way the the world is right now, but uh, I I really have hope. I'm I'm very optimistic.
2: Very cool. What kind of home
4: is it going to be? Uh, oh, so it's actually going to be a shipping container home I'm buying uh, ship, <laughs> of course. Uh, so it's, I'm buying shipping containers, bringing them in. I'm doing everything myself um, okay. from scratch. Um, and I, I I'm really, really excited. It's, it's going to be great. So like a sustainable green living. Yeah, for the most part, there's going to be I'm going to be on grid in, in some capacity, but for the most part, it's going to be um, upcycled as much as possible.
2: Very cool. Very
1: cool. Yeah. Very Angelina. interesting. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, I, I was telling the Lonnie, uh, my uh, oldest son is, is probably not quite like you, but has lived a m- nomadic and minimalistic mm-hmm. life. Um, and he's traveled all over South America. I mean, not traveled, but lived in South yeah. America quite a bit. He's traveled throughout Asia and, and Europe. And, but when he, when he goes there, he lives, he, he, he Im- uh, immerses himself yep. in what he's doing and, um, so when she was uh, telling me about you, I thought, oh, my God, it sounds like my son. Uh, I yeah. should introduce you guys because uh, he's done a, a lot of a lot of crazy stuff and, and totally and uh, has really you know, taken to trying to learn a lot of different cultures and a lot of different things and a, a lot of different experiences that that he has that I'll never have and obviously you have that that we'll never have
4: <laughs> well i mean there there is a new movement called the slow mad movement which is where it's not just being a nomad you are taking your time and you are actually living in these places and not just saying i've been to 140 countries or whatever you're you're actually it's not about the number it's not about consistently moving it's about it's about doing what feels right it, it's going there not buying a return ticket and being there for for as long as feels good right now i'm i'm 2 months in mexico and i don't really know where i'm going after thirty days from now, uh, oftentimes my my slow mad friends uh, stay for three to six months, and it's really really cool to they'll learn the language and they'll have their favorite uh, barber and grocery store, and it's it's really a unique way to live. Yeah, it's it's very interesting. It it very similar, and
1: you know we whether he was in Colombia and in or Brazil or whatever it happens to be. These are long long you know three six seven months in India working on a. For at uh, a school and helping to build adobe bricks mm. for whatever it was, four or five months. And then he went off to do sustainable farming in another part of India for six or seven months. He was there long enough to become the head farmer. If that tells yeah. you how long he was there. Yeah,
4: absolutely. Yeah.
1: yeah. And, and so a lot of different things working on horse ranches and, and became the horse whisper kind of thing and working with therapy horses. And, and so again, very similar, really immersing in the culture and trying to get experiences. So we we do have our next guest coming in, and so I'd like to say thank you so much. And any any parting words you'd like to tell our our audience? Anything positive you'd like to share before you you're on your way to the volcano? That,
4: yeah, absolutely. I would just say a little um, extension off what I had mentioned earlier around being outside of your comfort zone. You know, this year is completely outside of all of our comfort zones. I I don't know anyone, even even a lot of my friends who are constantly the world is changing around for them. This is uncomfortable. And where there's discomfort, there is growth. There's an opportunity for growth. And uh, I would see it as that as as an opportunity, as opposed to something that's happening uh, that you have no control over and that uh, whatever happens will happen. This is a possibility for you to to make a change. And I've done it myself. I I know uh, Leilani has as well. So I'm I'm excited. And uh, I think you should be, too. thank you thank
2: you chase
1: all right take care be safe
2: who do we have next
1: joe martin coming on (laughs) hey joe how you doing
5: here doing well how about yourselves
1: i'm doing great good so do i i when we had our podcast i mentioned lilani had you guys actually met in a provisors meeting
5: I feel like I've seen Lilani around. I don't know if we've had the chance to Troika or meet
2: or Yeah, you've seen me in Chicago. So. Yeah, and you were
1: hanging in Chicago for a while too, right, Lilani?
2: Actually, yeah, we were talking about in the beginning of the show is physically in Chicago. I took this road trip from California to Chicago and back in four months. And then actually, my last day in Chicago, I was at uh, the golf tournament for Gafka and Friends. And took home the women's closest to the pin, even though I'm teased that as a participation prize by my colleague, <laughs> I, I, I took that. Yeah, it was really cool to see everybody.
1: <laughs> yeah, very fun. Well, Joe, thank you for for rearranging your schedule to to join us here for a, a, this, what I believe is a, is an important podcast. It's about positivity. It's about moving from hurt to healing. And so that's really what we're after today. So, But before we get started, I want you to just take a minute. and and explain to the audience who you are so they understand uh, what you're about to tell us from your standpoint, but just just so they know.
5: Yeah, I'm the founder and CEO of Martin Creative, a digital agency based out of Chicago. Uh, But I think what I'm getting more known for is a book I put out last year about how to work for six weeks and then take off for two weeks, which is a practice my team has been doing for the last four years now.
1: Yeah, that's fantastic. You and I actually did a podcast on it uh, very specifically, so I encourage you, listeners, if you have not heard it yet, go in there. We not only talk about that book, but we spend a significant time talking about time travel. So I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to shift and, and go on that route. But it's a very fun podcast, and uh, we got to talk about where our where we'd go if we had that opportunity, and maybe we'll discuss that here. But there was so much that has gone on in two thousand twenty, and, and and I use the word hurt. And we want to heal. So from your perspective, you know, what are you personally grateful for? I think is the first question that, you know, out of all the things that have happened there, there is something positive, maybe more than one thing, but, so why don't you share that?
5: I think the the biggest thing is that we, we finally managed to break away from just outdated ways that were that we're working from home, that, It is this, is this industrial revolution, 1760, died in 2020, are we finally done with just treating people like a number, just treating them as a time clock that just needs to sit there and do the work and is this now the turn to, I don't need to manage you every minute you're working at home, I really just care, are you getting your work done and can you also live your life and and be there for your family. Be there for your kids. Get involved in your community. So that's that's what I'm most grateful for. That it feels like we're on the cusp of something much bigger ahead.
1: Well, and that and that really sets up that kind of holy grail that we're all after, right? That work-life balance, and I think that creates that opportunity to really strive. I mean, we we have to take control of ourselves. Like you, you can't say, well, this happened because of. Ultimately we make the decisions on how we want to live, how we wanna work, and what's important. And and I, I've said this before in other in other shows that we have to take our own responsibility. We can mm-hmm. blame a lot of people, but we have to take responsibility. Even with all the BS that's going on right now, ultimately we're the ones that are either making the decision to get sucked into it or to, to step away from it.
5: I've always I've always had a problem with the phrase everything happens for a reason. I've just it, 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 never, it never rubbed me the right way. I just always feel like that's just a little too much out of my control. But I do think that we have the ability to give reason to the things that have happened. And that's, that's where kind of the true power is. Let's look back and say, all right, because of this, what do we want to change? Where do we want to be in the future now if this is the past that we're living in? Okay.
1: What, what message would you like, of inspiration, if you will, would you like to give the listeners today?
5: Uh, that this is where every great hero story starts. It starts in the dump, it starts in the shit. Like it's it's a rise up that we we all love the rags to riches story. Well, this is the rags. They're currently on fire and doused in a lot more gasoline, but we're gonna get out of it. And this, we we get to determine what that path out of here looks like. So be the hero.
2: We're all be the
5: hero of your own story, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: yeah.
1: Elani, anything you'd like to ask?
2: John? No, I was just reflecting. We're all phoenixes. Is it what the, the the imagery I got when you were talking about that? It's like a world rising from the ashes, and it's a a great standpoint to look at that, especially when people have lost so much or have been dealing emotionally with so much. It's like the positive side of that is, but look, you get to start. You get to start again, right?
5: Mm-hmm. I mean, I I will say I am I am extremely blessed and fortunate just for everything I have. The the family the upbringing, the opportunities I've had in life that a lot of people don't have. So I do think that it's a lot easier for me to say, yeah, just rise up, as opposed to not being able to make your rent payments, having your restaurant completely closed down that you won't be able to open again, losing all of your employees that I've I've been fortunate. And I think it's just up to more people who are fortunate to help those who are less fortunate.
2: It reminds me of something my mom would always say, it's uh, this too shall pass, nothing's permanent, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about something you said at the beginning, because it lights like me up inside, too. And that is how we treat our people in the workforce. You and I like see completely eye to eye. I think things like disciplinary action forms are effing ridiculous. Like what? Like why? Why do we even do that to people? Like sit sit another adult down and put a paper in front of them and say, OK, Joe, like <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. So I I like the shift, too. We're seeing it where. It's humanizing everything. And Mm -hmm. if you don't transform yourself as a leader and you don't transform the way you treat your workforce, as we rise as phoenixes, as businesses grow, the ones that are treating people poorly will be left in the dust. People would rather work for someone who treats them like a human being with respect, someone that they care about and love, take care of them. So I love that. For too
5: long, I feel like we've let companies get away with using the same excuse we hated as children which is because I said so.
2: Yeah, yes. And
5: now it's turning more into people wanting to know why, what is their part, understanding what's happening with someone in your workforce and not just sitting down with a disciplinary action form. Talk to yep. them, figure yep. it out.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think that's key. It, it's about really empowering employees. We, we've talked about this in, in, in so many times in so many podcasts. If you can build that connection and that loyalty and they understand, I always say that, everybody has a part that 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 it's it's a team effort not an individual effort and they understand that everybody has a responsibility but a lot of times what is not communicated is what their effort contributes to the company why is that positivity right so understanding that if you miss your deadline or you don't do something it's not just you dismissed just it it's maybe you had a cause and effect because you missed it 10 other people or maybe a product wasn't delivered or a customer was unhappy. If you not understand truly what your part is, I think that really connects a person to the company and to the leadership and to, frankly, their team members, right? Because there's, you know, how do you resolve conflicts and things like that? And and so there's so much going on. I think that's so cool and, and interesting. And thank you for bringing that up, Lalani. about the, the, the positivity of connection within the organizations are, are so important. Yeah. by the way, when you said you said something <laughs> it, my mind flashed in for my high school which I went to a Catholic high school and I can't tell you how many times I got my knuckles wrapped with a ruler <laughs> and I, I was thinking about like, corporal punishment going on so you're like we're reprimanding the employees I want to discipline you and I' am like, oh no, he's lapping my wrists again <laughs> please father, don't <laughs>
2: I just had imagery of people running around the workplace doing that, smacking each other with rulers. That's when they definitely would be going to HR. Yeah, there you go. (laughs) That's
1: be a new tagline. Smacked by a ruler, call (laughs) Alani. Totally.
2: I mean, on the same vein, if I if I might ask for everyone who's listening, Joe, um, the type of environment that you've created, what's one thing a business or a leader could do to start in that direction?
5: but my my favorite thing is every Friday on cycle. So just during the six weeks, because I I don't like the repetitive of every week. So just on cycle, every Friday, we have a meeting, uh, no more than five people in the meeting. And we spend two minutes in silence, write down what went well that week, share it with the group one at a time, then take two minutes in silence, write down what didn't go well and share that as a group as well. And it has given me so much insight as to what's happening with my team, what's holding them back, what projects do I need to focus on, that I learned so much in this, in this loosely formatted meeting that mm-hmm. becomes more of a hangout than the daily standup or the, the giant Monday check-in that everyone does, that those are just reports on projects and statuses, but what about the person? What's happening in their life that's impacting work?
2: That's amazing. You're creating and holding space in your workforce for them to pause and think about those things and then be vulnerable and share.
5: Mm-hmm. Celebrate, celebrate your wins. Like, <laughs> I want you to look back on your week that even though you're going to sit there on Friday, like, oh, this week sucked, don't care. You're going to spend two minutes in silence to look back and find something that went well.
4: Yeah. So,
1: well, and that's really what this podcast is about. We can mm-hmm. look back on 2020 and find something that went well for you. Right. Again, regardless of all the negativity of all the darkness, there's something positive. And that's what I want to bring to the surface today as we head into the end of the year and moving forward.
5: Thanks for stepping up to do that. Someone needed to take the reins and say, let's spread some positivity. I'm glad it was you.
1: Yeah. Well, me too. Thank you. And, and Lelani, we're, you know what, this is a, we're having a lot of fun so far and some, some great information. And I want to thank you for taking the time to join us today. And, um, I'm gonna let you, are you in the six weeks or the two week cycle now?
5: Uh, tomorrow is the end of the current cycle. So two weeks off. I line it up at Christmas every year is how I build the cycles backwards. Yeah, I, there you go. I love Christmas.
1: <laughs> well, enjoy, happy right. holidays. And thank you thank so you much, very much for joining us. You All as right. well, take care. Bye-bye. So that, that's been great so far. I mean, I, I, there's been a, a lot of positiveness we can see excitement for people to have an opportunity to to really share some insights and, and thoughts and anything that struck you besides, you know, the conversation we were just having with Joe, is there anything that's kind of resonated to you that that we want to spend a few minutes talking about for our next guest shows?
2: Yeah. I, you know, um, Charles Antis to me is like a, uh, the gold standard in Orange County of corporate social responsibility. Um, what he didn't mention is that he provides roofs for Habitat for Humanity in Orange mm-hmm. County. That is a really big deal. Um, and, and like he had said, um, it resonates with me because I have a social impact organization, but we are people who love to give back, right? The United States is a very giving culture I really want uh, businesses to start thinking about how they can do that moving forward. Um, so it, it, it's it's a, a conversation behind how can how can all of us do something to give back to the community around us or something that we're really passionate about. So it's always something I love to talk about.
1: Well, you know, it doesn't take much. It was an article um, that I saw on television, I guess, in that article, Story. And it was in, I want to say in Colorado, it was at a Dairy Queen. I don't know if you heard this story. And somebody was in line and they, when they were getting their takeout, they said, I want to pay for the car behind me. And so when that person got up, they said, well, you've already been paid for. And that person said, well, then I want to pay for the car behind me. Three days later in 900 cars before it it ended. So to me, that was such positivity. And I think there's things that are inspirational that that are motivational and 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 something that really struck me was at Thanksgiving and I was watching television and they were showing the lines of people going into the food banks Mm -hmm. that it would look like a parking lot there were so many cars here in Orange County one of the richest counties in the country and and it really struck me it, it it saddened me that you know 30 miles away from or less from where we live, I live, that that people are still, you know, starving, literally starving for food. And, and I remember when I first came to California, one of the first things I got involved with was actually the Food Distribution Center. and I remember the very first time it was like, you know, we're raising money to feed kids. And I said, well, we're in Orange. How can kids be hungry here in Orange County? And it blew my mind then, it's blown my mind over the years that that when I've been involved in that. And it really struck me once again, when I saw those cars and those lines and that, but yet there was some light that they were able to, you know, stand in line to get food. And I think to your point, there's always something that someone can do big or small to help change and impact someone else's life. And, yep. and I, I encourage you listeners out there to just think about it, regardless of your situation, there's just something you can pay forward. And, and I encourage you to do that.
2: Yeah, it, it, it big or small or time volunteering your time. Um, I've heard um, there are some um, like assisted living centers or senior centers that are doing like online. You can, you know, visit with someone online. Um, there's a lot of like toy drives through uh, we just did one with the Children's Life Saving Foundation. It's still going now, but they are tour drives where you can buy it on Amazon, right? So it's a wish list on Amazon. And it's sent directly to them. So it keeps, you know, um, like it's COVID safe. Uh, mm-hmm. So that kind of thing is really great. Or, I mean, something as simple as just donating 20 bucks a month to your favorite organization and having an ongoing. It doesn't take... A whole lot to really help out. And these nonprofits are so grateful, so grateful for whatever you could give them, whether it's time or money.
1: Well, that's part of your charter. And that's something you do yeah. as part of your business. Why don't you take a couple seconds and, and let's talk about the positive the positive feelings the, that you get from, from being part of that and, and to donate?
2: Yeah, I... I did a, a, a speech at El Camino College and I talked about how to build a conscious company and through it, I went through from where the company started of me saying, I want to encourage others to be conscious capitalists and I want a team of HR people who better the world through their work. Um, and this story uh, is the culmination of it. I call this woman, Lisa. I coached Lisa uh, on how to get a job basically a year and a half ago. Um, prior to that she was trafficked for 17 years and, um, out for four, but, um, no healthy gainful employment since then, obviously rehabilitation was going on, coached her for a month, got a job at a huge warehouse facility. Six months later, she checks in with me. Uh, she had to move and she got a job at a grocery chain. Six months after that, he messages me again, says I am in charge of four different stores. Um, And that's the kind of it like uh, makes me emotional with the kind of impact that we wanted to make as an organization that I wanted to to help someone who's been trafficked for 17 years, find the confidence within themselves to get that job, because that's really it's not the resume, it's believing that you have ability to get that job, and then watching them flourish, and become, you know, a district manager of a grocery fruit chain i mean it's 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 amazing to to watch it's amazing to help with um and and obviously it feels really good inside to help someone through that path Mm -hmm.
1: well like i said that what's inside of us far outweighs you know what surrounds us in our behind us or in front of us and and so that's fantastic i i love to hear that And, and i do want to thank you actually you have given me a couple opportunities or suggestions to have some organizations on my podcast. And one was about suicide prevention and the, and the workplace. And, and, it, and again, when I dig into these stories, it, it's always surprises me. I probably shouldn't be surprised, but I'm surprised about how much more extensive they are. And then and another one was on human trafficking here in Southern California. And, and I, I think I've told you this. I remember when I was interviewing the folks that the first question I asked was, because they were business people, how'd you get into this? And he, and he told me this story and it, and it literally just crushed me to understand that, that what happens to people. And, and again, we when we say, um, we think about trafficking, we think about sex trafficking, but it's it's workplace trafficking, it's slave labor, it's all this kind of stuff and and how prevalent it is here. And, and and, and just to be able to share that time with, with those folks to understand what they're putting forward and how they're trying to change that culture. And, and really, it's, it's for everybody. There's always something, there's, whether it's kids or it's you know, adults, and it, so much we can do and give to create that positivity, regardless of what's going on. To your point, it doesn't take much, whether it's a $20 a month or whether it's an hour of your time, we can all make a change in someone else's life.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I often say, um, if you think, you know, you have a crazy idea that you could change the world. Yes, you can go for it. If something you're really passionate about, whether it's eradicating trafficking, ending, you know, suicide, um, ending hunger, like it, go for it. It just takes a small step uh, to help whether you find an organization or you yourself start something.
1: So. Right. Well, our next guest is showing up let's let him into the show. Mr. Franzi, how are you, sir? I'm doing well. How are you both? We're doing we're doing great. This it's so far it's been a, a podcast of positivity and enlightenment and uplifting everyone's spirit. And now we have you to take us to the next level. I'm excited about that. I appreciate the opportunity. Hi, Lonnie. Yeah.
2: Hi, Rick. How are you?
1: Doing well, thank you.
2: Awesome. Awesome. So well- Go
1: for it. I was going to say, just to put things in, in, in context, I'm sorry, Lelani was actually going to do the interviewing. I stepped on her toes. Go <laughs> ahead. <laughs> I see <was> how <laughs> <so> excited <laughs> I am. You're here.
2: <laughs> yeah. Hey, Rick, uh, tell us a little bit about you.
1: So I'm
6: a member of the Renaissance Executive Forum's global community, 2,000 plus CEOs and executives around the world that get together for mastermind groups. We believe that evolved and connected leaders are a positive force in the world. And, um, Angelo's a member of our orange County community, Leilani, you're an extended member of our orange County community. And, and I've been doing this for 13 years and it's great to see you both here and be on your podcast.
2: Yeah, definitely. And I like the quote on your wall for those, you can't see it says, whether you think you can, or you think you can't, you are right. Henry Ford, Right.
6: Yes. I love that quote.
2: Yeah, it's a nice quote. It reminds me of a Yoda quote. Do or do not, there is no try, right? Yes. Just, totally.
6: I used to have and, that as
2: well. Yeah. <laughs> and then I have been so lucky to read your book, but why don't you tell our listeners about your book?
6: So you're talking about Killing Cats Leads the Rats? Yep. It, it, it came out a couple of years ago. It's about the unintended consequences of... Uh, business decisions and how to avoid, reduce, or at least mitigate their negative effects from employee morale and business performance. It's interesting because we based the title on the black plague that hit Europe in the 1300s. So kind of through this pandemic this year, we've had a revival of the concept because unfortunately we're faced with a global pandemic, you know, right now. And so people have been interested in the concepts. And since this, you know, there are unintended consequences of this global pandemic, uh, really having the opportunity to be on podcasts and kind of talking about how businesses can maintain and control their their business's performance based on anticipating unintended consequences as much as possible.
2: Yeah. And I like the concept in, in that book of, of those unintended consequences. Do you mind telling us a little short story about one of them?
6: Uh, sure. Why don't we... Uh, use the one that I just talked about, which isn't a business example, but it, 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 it's dramatic. And the, the plague that impacted Europe in the 1300s um, was caused, they believe, by possibly fleas that lived on rats that came to Europe from Asia on what was known as the Silk Road, which is the major trade route. And the Europeans didn't have any natural defenses against the, the, the disease that was brought by the fleas that's not the unintended consequence, even though they um, killed dogs and cats, fearing that they might be the cause of this, because they didn't understand disease in the 1300s, and they were looking for factors that might have caused it, and they were superstitious, but the actual reason why we made the title of the book that, and why I see it as an unintended consequence, because you have to go 100 plus years earlier, when the Pope of the Holy Roman Empire wrote what was called the Vox in Rama, which was in writing for the first time that historians can find that the black cat embodied Satan on earth. Mm -hmm. And because of that, um, people began to fear black cats because nobody wanted Satan in their village or their hut. And so they were killing black cats anytime they came across them, which led to a easier acceptance, a hundred and some years later, that maybe cats and their cousins, dogs were the cause of this disease, this sickness that was causing people to die so much. I don't Mm -hmm. think Pope Gregory the ninth ever thought that my writing the black cat I don't know why I didn't like black cats, but whatever he wrote at that time would not cause tens of millions of people, a hundred and some years later to lose their life through this superstition. When I give my talks on this book, I'll ask in the audience, does anybody know someone who might when they see a black cat avoid its path or still have a little bit of a reaction to it? and, and people raise their hand. Here we are hundreds of years later. And this guy's bias still is impacting people's lives to date with the superstition. So that's why we chose it for the book title. And that's why it's written about in the book. And and that's why I try to have people realize that uh, your decisions that you make and the actions that you can take can have long-term downstream unintended consequences.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, in reading your book, have looked at my own business that way to make sure, am I, am I viewing it from all angles to make sure that there isn't some type of outcome that's gonna be negative. Try to have positive outcomes with that. So talking about uh, consequences, the other side is, okay, positive outcomes. So 2020, we all know has been rough. Um, For you, what's one positive outcome from 2020?
6: So great question. Um, At the beginning of this, my wife and I sat down And we agreed we didn't in March, who knows where this is going to lead. My business historically has been around bringing people together in small groups to learn from each other. And we were now on lockdown in California, not knowing how long that was going to happen. So with the unprecedented nature of what was going on, we both agreed that we would adopt a belief that everything that was going to happen to us was going to turn out all right. And that we would not stress or overly stress about it in the meantime, believing that we're lucky people. Life has been good to us. We have a lot of blessings in our life. And regardless of what initially happens to us, we're going to have this belief that it's going to turn out all right. Feeling that we will at least at the very least not suffer too much anxiety while we wait for that positive outcome to happen. And as we just reflected on it earlier um, this week, frankly, on, on the number of times when we could have reacted differently to something that happened without that ad- attitude that, you know what, it's going to all be okay in the end. So that's, what, that's, the, that's one of the positives. Uh, very quickly, I used to be a diehard Angels fan, and I was even so much of a fan of the Angels that I would watch a game that I had recorded, even though I knew the outcome. And I noticed that my body's reaction to the in-game activities was much different when I knew they were going to win in the end than when I didn't know what the outcome was going to be. I didn't mind if someone gave up a home run to the opposing team or they had an error. It's all going to be okay in the end. And so we brought that sensibility into our personal life. And I have approached that as well from
1: a business perspective.
2: Right. Right.
1: I like that a lot. Um, Why didn't you tell me this like 10 months ago, damn it? (laughs) (laughs) I tried. going to save me a lot of aggravation now. But, but that's a great way to to, to, to have that outlook, that it, it will be okay. I mean, I think we talked a little bit earlier with another guest. It's about controlling our own destiny. We are responsible for ourselves. We control the outcome. We control the decisions that we make. Regardless of what are the external pressures, it's that, do we go left? Do we go right? Do we go forward? We make that decision, and I think you, you made that very strong and powerful decision to think about outside external things that are going on and not to let that impact you as you went forward. So, yeah, I love that. I love that a lot.
2: I, it reminds me of something that I've actually used something similar during this time. And it, it's, uh, it's, everything's going to be okay. And even if it's not okay, it's okay. Right. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> like I sometimes think about like, what's the worst case scenario. Right. And, and, and and a lot of time, even in HR, I, I, it's like morbid. I'm like, well, the worst case is that you die. So if you're alive, everything's fine. I mean, you're going to be okay. Um, and then the other thing um, that kind of hits with that is the idea. And this is another practice that I had during this time of is what you're worried about was what you're anxious about actually happening to you right now. Now I I started that with the toilet paper crisis, mm-hmm. right everybody's buying all this toilet paper, like, oh, what, you know, like, am I not going to be able to get toilet paper in a month? I, you know, I wasn't going to run out and buy it. And I thought, okay, Lonnie, is it the thing actually, are you at home and there's no toilet paper anywhere and no one will give you any and you're stuck in it. So it's trying to like, make sure bring it back to the present and, and say to myself, everything, everything's will be okay. It's going to be okay. Right. Totally. So what about 2021? What are you looking forward to? Uh,
6: Well, I think, I think 2021 has all the makings of being the beginning of a great run, uh, not just for the US, but in the global setting. Uh, This has truly been a global experience in 2020, and we're reminded that we all truly are interconnected. Even though we may not think that way, this global pandemic, I think, hopefully has demonstrated how quickly we could all be impacted by each other's actions and and activities. one of the things that we're working on here is, uh, in my business is studying the roaring twenties. The, the Spanish flu ended in 1920 world war one ended around 1918. And I don't know, you know, we get an image. When I say the roaring twenties, you probably think of the flapper and, you know, the party atmosphere and, um, if you start to peel back the onion, you realize there were some really dramatic changes, not only in the U.S., but around the world, people moving from the agricultural world to the cities, things that really define kind of modern day life and really spurred economic growth, uh, the rise of democracies, liberal democracies. The, the 1920s, while they beget the, the Great Depression in the U.S., we've learned our lessons about that, and we have a different Uh, economic system now in this country and around the world for the most part than we did in 1920. We know much more now than we knew then about how to control uh, kind of the factors that led to a lot of the Great Depression. So I would encourage people that listen to your show to do a little bit of reflection, even if it's on Wikipedia, about the Roaring Twenties to appreciate how the world responded to what they had just gone through and redesigned a better place in many ways for people. And I think we have the exact same opportunity in 2021 for the next 10 years. You know, History doesn't repeat itself, but it leaves vibrations that you can pick up on. I think we have an opportunity To replicate the great success of the 1920s in the 2020s in our own way, because I do think what we've just been through has fundamentally changed a lot of what we were used to doing, not going to do it anymore and going to do it differently. So let's ride that wave as entrepreneurs and business people. (laughs)
1: <laughs> uh, that's great news. I, I love that. Um, we actually guessed before, we had t- a little bit about time travel. So we're going to suggest you time travel back to the 20s. Rick, I want to thank you for joining us. Uh, this has been great. I appreciate you taking time out of your busy schedule to share uh, a little bit about why you're grateful and about inspiration for the future. Thank you. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Yes. See See you all in the new year. All right. Take care. Thank you so much.
6: Bye.
2: Bye. That was so encouraging. <laughs> yeah,
1: absolutely. yeah
7: absolutely
2: absolutely hey way what's happening <laughs> how are you
7: I'm good I'm good I like the festive background you have going
2: on there. listen uh for those of you who can't see me I'm wearing we, you can't see all of it I'm wearing a cocktail dress but which party am I going to dre- wear this thing to so I pulled it out of the closet <laughs> put my zoom camera towards the tree and thought I'm just going to wear this all day long. So I'm not explaining myself in any other of my meetings. I'm just going to show up in a velvet dress and be like, hi, here I am.
7: Perfect. Yeah. Perfect for the,
1: these times. Well, yeah. thank you for, for joining us at the show today and joining uh, on the podcast, the Business Growth Cafe. And really appreciate it. Um, so, Lalani, I'm going to turn it over to you. Awesome.
2: Thank you. So I'm really excited to have you on the show. Um, you do really cool stuff. So tell us a little bit about you, what you do, your businesses.
7: Uh, I have a, a handful of businesses, but the, the underlying theme to everything that I do, and I think the best way to describe it is I specialize in optimizing uh, human potential, human performance. And um, we have this patented human assessment technology that basically gives everybody their unique operating manual of self. And in a way that allows me to kind of like a cheat sheet on how to truly unlock everybody's unique code of happiness and unique code of success and unique code of how they're meant to make money in this lifetime, all those different things and what's beautiful about it it it's probably one of the most if not the the only fully objective human assessment technology out there so yeah well how i apply that is to help a lot of you know mostly entrepreneurs because i love entrepreneurs they're like the problem solvers of the world and um to help them become better problem solvers not not having to deal with the the nuances of what it means to just survive in this world, and so shifting them from survival mode to thriving mode. So a lot of different things, and you know, every single one of my businesses kind of is attacking—well, not attacking, but addressing challenges in different scopes or different niches. You know, with that same uh, approach, so to speak.
2: You talked about unlocking happiness with the uh, the assessment tool that you have mm-hmm. with twenty twenty what brought you happiness?
7: Just recognizing that, hey, what I do for a living is still relevant. Because <laughs> that's, that's always a little thing, you know, when we, especially yeah. as entrepreneurs, we, we, we have that question, is, is what I'm doing still relevant? I've been in this game for a decade or two. And You know, you think you maybe might age out of your own niche, (laughs) Um, but what has shown up in 2020 is that, oh my God, this stuff still works. In fact, it's working even better. In fact, a lot of my students and clients have come to me privately and said, I am so grateful that I have these tools and resources that you teach because it has allowed me to be able to pivot, to adapt, to stay resilient. And where everybody is struggling during 2020, some of my clients are having the best years ever record-breaking months doing what it is they're, and they continue to not only do that but not uh sacrifice happiness in the
2: process right that's awesome that you have people that are thriving and and, and i see it too right mm-hmm. um there has been on on one side a lot of talk of like yes businesses are closing yes they're struggling but on the other I also get the opportunity to see businesses thriving and doing really well and growing mm-hmm. and that it brings happiness. So it, it's cool that you, you know, you experience that, too, with your clients, um, that it's not all you know doom and gloom. Right.
7: Right. Exactly. And, you know, and the, and the reality is, you know, the doom and gloom that humanity sees is really very much a human thing you know, for a period of time, I live right by the ocean. So what was cool was when there was the, ma- the first shutdown that happened in California, <laughs> not the current one, <laughs> <laughs> the first shutdown in California. After a while, we were seeing coyotes and deer coming out of the hills to wander the beach. The ocean started to stink again, which is the smell of life. Dolphins were coming out of nowhere like that. We didn't we weren't seeing but we we're seeing dolphins every single day. You know, what we see as doom and gloom, the rest of the planet was saying, oh, my God, this is fantastic. What's going on in the world? This is great. And so it, it, it helped put a lot of things in perspective to really appreciate, to fig- figure out what it is that we, we, I want to be appre- grateful for. You know, I want to be appreciative of, of all the different things that are around me that are not man-made you know helping us kind of realign how do we become better stewards of the planet as human beings instead of you know a <laughs> uh, consumers of the planet if you will mm-hmm.
1: I, like- I think that's really what you just said is important because so many times we get consumed with all the other stuff but yeah. but there really is being aware being aware of our surroundings you you said something i live in, in an area where there's been a lot of deer over the years and, mm-hmm. and they just disappeared mhm And about three weeks ago, I saw two deer running again. So I thought that was really interesting what you said. And so just being aware of, you know, nature and life, and it it isn't always about that day to day, I got to get up, I got to get to work, you know, my business is growing, it's not growing, you know, we were talking earlier about this, you know, the angst of people all around. Uh-huh. Yet there is still so much beauty, and that's what we've talked about in this whole podcast about the positivity, about the light that, that exists in the world. And we got to make sure that we don't put blinders on, and we still take that opportunity to see it.
7: Yeah, no, I and I absolutely agree. I think what what happened is, is this year has been a very humbling experience for humanity as a whole. We 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 have gone ourselves to a point where we feel like we're the apex creature of the entire planet, and then all of a sudden, Mother Nature steps and goes, "Nope, not quite yet." <laughs> <laughs> and um, I and I think those that have embraced that have been able to really kind of taken that opportunity to say, "Okay, how can I be more conscious with my work as an entrepreneur? How can I be and you know be more." conscious in my contribution to what we see as old school capitalism and i've been telling all my all my uh people that you know what we hopefully can see here is an evolution that coming out of this experience that we've had this past year with the pandemic is to maybe shift away from traditional capitalism and be more about conscious capitalism you know the things that were were you you are always taking in consideration what is your contribution to the footprint on 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 the world and the world that you live in your home versus just constantly just consuming without even, even caring for your impact or the ripple effect of what you do
2: so 2021 way any positive messages for all the listeners
7: well it's really easy if i just take a look at um my clients and my students and what they've done. I mean, I'm so, so proud of them. And just, you know, the other people in my life that have done really well is to look at everything as an opportunity to grow or evolve closer to what you want. I mean, you have a choice. Everything that is presented in front of you, I don't care what it is because the pandemic and economic downturn, or the political landscape, this is just a metaphor for you in life. You can use it as a reason to stay stuck with with what you don't want, or you can seek the opportunity that lies within every experience to grow and evolve closer to what you want, Mm -hmm. you know? And that choice lies completely with the individual, because we each have our own path, our own way of living and our own perspective in life. I often say one of the saddest things about when someone passes away is not just their corporeal like passing of their physical body, but an entire world passes with them because no two human beings will experience and live and perceive the world in exactly the same way. And so if there's one thing that you get to own your perspective, own the world that you live in, because nobody sees it necessarily, nobody experiences it away, and then take every experience as an opportunity to grow and evolve closer to what you want, especially if you are not clear with what you want, maybe now's the time to get clear about that. <laughs> Well, wait. Thank
1: you so much for for joining us today. That was very inspirational, and, and I'm sure the listeners are going to definitely benefit. This has been a, a great conversation. We've not met before, and I want to thank Lalani for bringing you on. It's it's great to meet you, and um, I look forward to connecting with you and and sharing this. Well, again, just some great messages and, and and positivity, and that's what we're trying to share today. Great. Thank well, you so much for
7: joining us. Thank you so much for having me. All righty. All right. Bye bye. Bye.
1: And our next guest is, uh, Don Reese, who's going to be joining us shortly. I push the button and there she is. Hi, Don. Can you hear me yet? You're muted. There you go. I know. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Hi, Angelo. Good Hi, how you. are you?
1: I want to really introduce awesome. my, my co-host, uh, Lelani Quarry, who's joining me today hey for home. this, uh, grateful podcast is what we're calling it so uh thank you first of all for taking time out of your schedule to to join us for a few minutes and 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 help bring kind of light into the dark and and help people who listen to this podcast start on the healing path but i think first i'd like just take a minute or so just explain who you are and what you do because what you do is Really, in, in itself, it delivers such positivity in the world, and, and I want to share that right off the bat.
0: Well, thank you, Angelo, and nice to meet you, Lilani. Um, you know, thank you, and again, for being back on the show, too. I appreciate that. So, my name is Don Reese, I'm the chief executive officer of the wooden floor, and the wooden floor is a creative youth development organization here in Santa Ana, California, and we provide um, the opportunity to transform young people in low-income communities through the power of dance and access to higher education. We serve over 475 children in Santa Ana in through two locations, and we're scaling our model nationally. Our first licensed partner now is in Washington, D.C. We use the transformative power of a somatics-based approach to modern dance that we combine with academics, college and career readiness, and social services. And since 2009, 100% of our children have graduated on time from high school and immediately have enrolled in higher education. So we're super proud of that. And today we have over 140 children in colleges and universities around the country. And over 54% of them are graduating with a bachelor's or master's degree
1: do uh, you know what so. that is that unbelievable and and you do such great work um, I, I had the opportunity to meet you I guess it was a, a little over a year ago and had been to your facility and definitely. and and um, and definitely watching the, just the the happiness of the children when they were coming to school um, unlike a lot of other schools <laughs> kids don't want to go to school right but there right. they they just came in there's such great things going on. And really, uh, Don, you're an inspiration in what you've accomplished with the wooden floor. And again, I commend you on that.
0: Thank you. Thank you.
1: But you know, 2020 wasn't exactly the the best year for a lot of people. And, and and really, we wanted to talk about kind of thinking about 2020. There's always something that someone is grateful for. And and so, what are you grateful for? What do you? What, what was that positivity that you found in 2020?
0: Well, I thought about like, what's the most, like, how would I sum the most up? And I thought about people, you know, I think people have leaned in and I I thought of how our staff and our, um, our parents, our board of directors, our leadership team really ran into the, the challenge of the, the pandemic with just, I use agility, um, grace and confidence that we were going to overcome this challenge, right? And, and uh, we, we had this, like, we will overcome. <laughs> and, and they, le- they leaned in wholeheartedly, because we love our mission so much. And I'm so proud of that. And then secondly, I thought of the people that surround our mission of the community. So I thought of our, our, um, our individual supporters, our foundation supporters, and our corporate supporters, they literally called on, day two of that next week and said, how can we help? I mean, it was just phenomenal. And, and and really, I didn't have answers at the time in some cases. And I said, can I get back to you when I know what it is? And so what they did is they've helped with um, flexible funding for us, where some, not, some funders give you uh, programmatic support. And they said, we just want to take all those restrictions off. You use it however you need to use that money. So that helped us if we need to do. Um, use it towards um, PPP, you know, PPE or infectious disease planning. We had to put plexiglass <laughs> everywhere, um, you know, things like that. It also helped us with um, using um, uh, skill based volunteers to help us with thinking through strategic priorities. We used some of our corporate partners in that, PIMCO is one of them. We also used, um, we told them we needed, uh, we found out our children didn't have computers at home. A lot of the school districts were going to give computers. And when we went to our corporate partners and some of our foundation partners who who reached out to us early on and said, we want to help. I said, okay, now I know what it is. (laughs) And um, four of our funders um, came together and provided um, 225 uh, laptops for our children. So they had laptops for the summer that they could then take their, their classes, not fall behind during the summer where we do provide summer tutoring and other kinds of workshops. And then lastly, I just think you know, the support that they provided over this year um, has just been really phenomenal. Um, and, and then lastly, um, in March I formed, um, which is called now the OC uh, Nonprofit CEO Forum. Uh, I started it with eight of my closest nonprofit CEO friends that, <laughs> that um, I trust and you would know many of their names um, from Goodwill and, you know, Nicole and Robert from um, Boys and Girls Club and others that, uh, you know, Maricela, you know, Angelo, um, who I is my trusted partner in life from Human Options, uh, to say, let's come together and bring our brain trust together. And that could turn into 130 CEOs. Um, and we meet wow. bi-weekly since March. And we just share everything from COVID updates all the way to business strategy and how we're managing change, change management, the navigation. And that's really become really a great collegial environment of shared learning and collaboration and especially for the smaller nonprofits who don't have human resource functions or other types of layered executives inside of the organizations, um, they they said that we had a reflection last week and they said that's what they really gotten out of it That they're so glad that the larger nonprofits like ourselves are able to share that with them so i just think people if i had to sum that up it would be it really has amazed me what the community has done together
1: Yeah. You know what? I I love that. Somebody told me, I was interviewing a gentleman um, a few weeks ago and he was talking about how he built his business and his basic philosophy was build the community and the community will build you. And I, and i love that because it's really, it it is so correct. If you can help strengthen the people around you, they're going to help lift you up as well. So again, I mean, the, the fact that you turned eight CEO, kind of peer group into 130 something I mean that that's pretty incredible and and again the positivity and the energy coming out of that thing has got to be just crazy good (laughs) I love that
0: really in the shared learning that's really um I facilitate the conversation but the the group is bringing some of the content and we also bring other content providers in and they've been just doing everything pro bono so we bring in attorneys and insurance, you know, people in on different subject matter. We also bring our own staff, you know, so people bring in their own team members. And our team talked about crisis management and infectious disease control and things like that. So, you know, we're all doing our part to add content into it. So
1: oh, fantastic, fantastic. So if you have one positive message for our listeners, what would it be for thinking about 2021? What's that positive message you can deliver?
0: So, you know, every, when I, when I think about this year and, you know, I think how that are, there's still time to make a difference at year end. And I think into 2021, I'm trying to help people lean into 2021 also is that I think we're not over. <laughs> we need to keep this energy going of positivity. And, um, but we also have to know it is in context of still a lot of despair in our community. You know, a lot of people are hurting. There's a lot of mental health challenges, a lot of people. We'll have a wake of this and we just need to prepare ourselves for that into 2021 and 2022. But positively is, is that I just want to give some ways people can help. Um, so, you know, I look at time, talent and treasure. So, you know, I am on the board of um, 10C as well. And um, I really think of time. You can virtually volunteer. I don't know if everyone knows that. Everyone thinks of service volunteering, but there's a whole list of virtual volunteering opportunities you can do now between the end of the year. I think talent, people sometimes think it's only about service, but you can do skilled based volunteering, helping a nonprofit. And maybe it's also thinking about next year, about joining a board or maybe a task force or a committee of an organization. It doesn't have to always be a board, you know, but lend your hand. Maybe it's website design or helping with marketing or add, adding advice to a critical conversation. Um, there's a lot of people right now that are creating these forums for that kind of conversation. And then obviously treasure. you know, if you can make a year-end gift, you know, um, there's a lot of really need need in the county. And, um, you know, I just want to, you know, put that out there for all nonprofits is that we're just really grateful for the community of support. You see it every day, especially um, on LinkedIn and other places. Nonprofits are so grateful for the community of support that's coming out. And then lastly, there's just also a lot of CARES Act advantages with the end of year of giving. Um, There's deductibility of gifts that didn't happen in the previous years. And also um, for adjusted gross income, you can actually give quite a bit more this year to that. So if there's anybody listening that would like like to take advantage of that, there's actually a lot around giving as well. But then lastly, I just to put a positive is that, you know, I really, you know, surround myself, I say with people that are forces for good, like you, Angelo and (laughs) Leilani, who want to make a difference in the world you know, and I think we can all choose happiness, we can all choose, you know, to make a difference in someone's life. Um, you know, given the opportunity, I, like I say, people do hurt. I, I understand that, that um, not everyone has those abilities, but those that can, I hope can choose happiness.
1: Thank you so much. That, that was a great way to end the show. Um, and really appreciate your words of of inspiration, Don, and and thank you for taking the time to join us today. Yeah, it's very good. And a lot of great places to go do some resources, so uh, I know Alani's going to pick up the phone for sure. (laughs) And so am I. I think we need to know a little bit more about that and and to help promote it out. And um, and I look forward to 2021 and hopefully uh, doing some work with you. Thank
0: you for the opportunity to be with you. I appreciate it. Thank you, Don.
1: Bye-bye. happy
0: holiday. Bye. Thank you. Thank you too. You.
1: Well, Alani, um, we're coming up here on the end of the show. This has been uh, an incredible journey, actually, as far as I'm concerned. Your thoughts?
2: Yeah. You know, for for me personally, listening to everyone's advice on how to approach 2021 and, and um, hearing how positively they have uh, pushed through 2020 is uplifting to me it's given me some ideas of how I can view next year. Like we, because we don't know what's going to happen next. Right. I mean, that's life anyway, but I feel like this is life on steroids right now. Like, you know, you don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know what day it is sometimes, you know, we miss our loved ones, but I like, I like the, the, the viewpoint of, just like we say every year, it's a new start. This truly is a new start on steroids, right? (laughs) Let's take that that. That, um, yeah it's been really rough um but we have a new year coming up and there is a mindset that we could start it with with all the lessons that we've learned this year with all the internal strength that we have with our our circles of the people that we care about you know start thinking about for me personally i'm going to do this okay 2021 how am i going to approach it um what tools am i going to put in my tool belt when the world goes sideways if it does if something crazy happens in order to like Way said, you know, live my own human experience to the fullest with the most giving and the most love that I possibly can. So that when, you know, it, it's the end of days and I and I rest my head for the final time, I'm like, yeah, this has been a fun ride and we've made a difference.
1: Yeah. Well, th- yeah, I I wholeheartedly agree with everything you just said and I think that there's such, in, in the context of this podcast, there's, such, there's nuggets throughout the entire piece yeah. that can really help set the foundation and help people think about their own life. We, all, you know, we only get one go around. Time is a precious commodity. Once it's spent, we don't get back. And to really make sure that we maximize that and make sure we're being fulfilled. That we said early in the podcast, it doesn't take much to, to help doesn't take much to, to outreach, whether it's to someone else or, frankly, introspective, to step back. And I like what uh, Rick Franzi said is, regardless of what happens, he and his wife had decided they're just not going to let that, you know, shake the, who they are as individuals and understand that it will change and that they're going to weather the storm. And I think those, those are, again, great words I really enjoyed hearing. This has been a fantastic time. Um, that we've spent together here and and, and interviewing the various guests. Thank you for the people that you invited. Um, I got to learn from them. Hopefully you got to learn from the folks that that I did. We very big cross section from uh, a lot of different folks. And so I wanna say to my listeners, thank you for listening to this podcast. I hope you got out of it. What we intended is to help uplift you to give you some inspiration and thoughts about the future I thank you for your support of the Business Growth Cafe. I am in my third year, which means that I am getting the support from the community, building the community, and build my community and the community will build me. I still love that that phrase that that he told me. And I want to thank you. Happy holidays. And again, we appreciate you joining us today. Lalani, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time and the energy that you put into this today. Thank you. Bye, everybody.
2: Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to today's discussion at the Business Growth Cafe with your host, Angelo Ponzi. Take a moment to subscribe to this podcast and visit our website at www.businessgrowthcafe.com. Read Angelo Ponzi's blogs at www.theponzigroup.com.